Bangarang Radio, Bangarang Radio, BangarangRadio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go, I'll Bangarang on the radio, so turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. Okay, so uh, welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamour. This podcast is made possible by you, the listener. Whether you're purchasing something from the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast merch store at bangerangradio.com forward slash merch or dropping a donation at paypal.me forward slash pop punk and pizza pod. Every little bit helps. Uh, if you can't buy merch or send a donation, all I ask is that you drop us a positive rating review on whatever platform it is that you listen to this podcast. Give us a follow on social media. We're all uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. That costs nothing. Uh, so thank you so much for all the love and support. I truly, truly appreciate it. Tonight, we are having pizza with a band that fuses the hook Latin anthems of the early 2000s with synth-driven tones of the 80s new wave to create their own unique and atmospheric sound. From Toronto, Canada, please welcome Joel and Tyler of the Midnight Echo. Thank How's you. How's it going, guys? Yeah, that's how we introduce ourselves, too. Just that. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, Joel, and I'm uh, in a hook Latin anthem of early 2000s, <laughs> and, you know, synth-driven tones of 80s new wave. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got it written on cue cards. But... Hey, you but... know, I, I try to use what the, you know, what the band sends me or what the publicist sends me or the manager or whoever it is. Yeah, yeah. I try to use those those bios or those reviews that other people have written to make it sound better because you know I, I i just talk to people on the podcast i don't really do like reviews for eps on the side just because i'm i'm not the best at writing i'm just not <laughs> you know because i feel like you have to know how to use big words and descriptions and i'm just not good at that i i just like what's that that's what the sources are for Right. Yeah, exactly. I just want to talk about them. I don't necessarily, you yeah. know, want to want to write them. So, um, so how are you guys doing this evening? Can't complain. Good. Watching some hockey, eating some pizza. It's so okay. So what's what's for pizza, or what do you have on your pizza tonight? Yeah. Well, we just got the standard pepperoni. But, nice. Some uh, Papa John's. Papa John's. Oh, that's so funny. So last night I had. Um, well, I kind of talked about that a little bit, um, about how they wanted me to watch Tenacious D, yeah. which I didn't end up watching last night, but I'm going to this week just to see what, uh, you know, what that cult classic is all about. Um, but they had uh, Papa John's, the Fallaways did, and they had um, Hawaiian pizza, which uh, is what I ended up getting tonight because I almost ordered that last night and did not. Okay. And I regretted it, so that's what I've got uh, sitting not, over here. Not for me, not my go-to. No, you can't do the pineapple. Yeah, I think we might have to end this. Yeah. <laughs> so you are the anti-pineapple on the pizza. You're the anti-Hawaii. 
<laughs> why? Why? Uh, what, what? What is it about? I hate pineapple in general. So okay, you put it on my pizza, it just kind of ruins. Pizza, but it also ruins anything. <laughs> he just hates pineapple. Yeah. For me, you just if you're not getting pepperoni and bacon, then why do you even have a pizza? I mean, you have a good point there. You know what's also good is instead of having ham and pineapple, is pepperoni and pineapple. That's actually really good. I would that would sound a little bit better. Okay, I was gonna say, you know, you should give that uh, a, a try there if you can. Uh, Joel, you're the one with the hat, right? Yeah. Okay, I just want to make I want to be <laughs> I want to make sure I'm just dis- distinguishing yeah. between Joel and Tyler. So <laughs> awesome. Sans hat, Tyler. Um, and it looks like, oh, so, so you guys are watching hockey. So who's playing right now? Right now we got the abs and the coyotes. And it looks like you're wearing a hockey Jersey on there, the right Tyler. Side here, right side of the fence, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so you're, you're a fan of Colorado of the, the Colorado yeah. team. Yeah. So it's not that long of a story, but I, Against my parents' best efforts, I'm not a Leafs fan, so I escaped uh, a burden. <laughs> so you you grew up in, in a a family that is obsessed with hockey, or just that particular team? Not so much obsessed, but that was that's their team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You're from Seattle, right? I am from uh, the Chicago area, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you've been treated um, to some good hockey then. <laughs> People love their hockey here, man. Sometimes I feel like I live in Canada just because yeah. some people are so obsessed with it. Um, well, not that I mean that's a a stereotype, right? But um, I mean okay. it's probably because you know the Blackhawks have had so much success, you know, in the last ten, twelve yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not so much in recent years, but at least in the last ten, fifteen years. They've had some really exciting seasons, and you know they've had the the three uh, championships, you know the Stanley Cups. Um, so you know that's uh, that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, but uh, the since we only have one hockey team, there's usually no arguing between which is your favorite team. Now, when it comes to baseball, we've got the White Sox and we've got the Cubs. So that gets that gets heated. Yeah, pretty. I could imagine good to see the cubs break their thousand year hiatus with... <laughs> right at least it felt it felt like a thousand years for yeah. sure <laughs> oh man yeah like for sure um so your latest ep Di- dichotomy is available everywhere online to listen to to download uh stream uh we featured the song paris in 39 on our spotify playlist in july cool. and um I wanted to know: Have either of you actually been to Paris? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Short answer. So, you, since, since you haven't been to Paris, do you actually want to go? And is there a place that you know you would like to visit there, or where would you go if if you could go to Paris? Is there anything? I I wasn't sure if there was some kind of underlying story about Paris being in the title. I've never actually been to Europe in general, so I mean, neither of us have. Neither of us have, yeah. But so. um, our one buddy actually, like, went to school there for six months or something. Semester. Uh, semester, and like, just sounds incredible, like an amazing place. So, 
definitely want to hit that up one time on or more than once but on tour hopefully at some point when the world comes back down eventually <laughs> oh gosh right um so he he spent time in paris yeah like yeah. he lived there for six months or whatever it was do you remember what some of the things he he told you about paris were he talked a lot about drinking wine there though <laughs> um not, none of the historical things. He mentioned uh, several bars. Um, of course, of course. sense for the type of person this man is. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember any specific things like that. I remember, again, drinking, though, that, like, you can bring your own drinks in, like, the movie theaters. And, like, um, you went to a lot of show, like, music shows there. Um, but yeah, nothing specific like the Eiffel Tower. A lot of cu- culture-driven stuff. <laughs> he probably doesn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty he young. He was only probably like 20 or 19. So. Oh, gotcha. Well, that makes sense. We all know what we liked to do around uh, that age, right? Yeah. You know, lots of, lots of uh, partying or drinking or, or doing silly things in general. Um, <laughs> so... Um, we were talking about, so, so where does the, the, where does Paris fall into play then? I mean, um, I guess it would be more like the World War II type reference actually than the current reference. And okay. As diving in here. <laughs> um, I apologize for my dog in the background. He must see something in uh, the other room. <laughs> you're talking to the midnight echo. Yeah. That, I think that's what it is. He's like, the Midnight Echo, why am I not in the same room with them right now? Um, so the, uh, the I'm not familiar with the World War II reference, Paris and, well, and 39. I guess it would just be some sort of metaphor towards back when they signed the treaty where they basically surrendered to Germany at the time. And then sort of the metaphor of the feelings and the thought process that would go with that to sort of surrender and sort of salvage what you can rather than fight and destroy what you have. So a large hyperbole of that central theme, I'd say. Okay, so Tyler, is this your baby then? I suppose, yeah. He let me take the lead on this one, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's... uh... It's interesting. I I never would have guessed that's that's where that came from. It, it this I was really fascinated by dichotomy just because well one the 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 title of it I'm like okay this thing is deep it's called dichotomy, <laughs> um, but then Paris and Thirty Nine to me just seemed like such a random title I uh, I I had to hear the story behind it so we were gonna um, call it Paris and Forty. That's the actual year. But uh, then we decided that it sounded too much like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> so you should have kept that. I love Harrison Ford, dude. That guy's badass. Well, of course. Yeah. He came up to me. He's like, "Oh, we should call it Harrison Forty. And then he's like, "I was like, oh, that's pretty cool." And then he's like, "Actually, maybe we should call it Harrison Thirty Nine." Because then I started thinking, Paris or uh, Harrison Ford, and yeah, yeah. Now, if you were like <laughs> yeah, a. Yeah. If you were a silly, if you were a silly punk rock band, you would have called it Harrison Forty. Oh, that, is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that and, it. and it would probably be like some kind of like drinking song about how you were drinking forties in <laughs> yeah. the the back lot of Seven Eleven or 
some <laughs> some crap like that you know it's better actually <laughs> i'm just trying to help you guys create like an alter ego if you ever yeah. want to go go down that route you know go down the uh, punk rock route you can still keep you know some of your songs you just got to change the titles up a little bit and yeah, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. and and away you go um so natasha from looters pr she told me you guys love pop punk so what are your some of your favorite um pop punk bands currently or like some some more recent records that have come out recently that you've just been listening to on a on a regular basis well i think the the first album i ever got i don't think i bought it myself but um good charlotte young and the hopeless (laughs) i do not do it anymore i consider that a little like a little bit more kiddie pop punk not that it's there's anything wrong with it but definitely spoke more to me when i was 12 or 13 than it does now but uh and then um that was right around the time when the self-titled blink album came out so that is really i remember showing it to him and then that's kind of when we started getting into pop punk um and then now what's recent well yeah one of my favorite ones is story so far that's when newish one that's that's definitely one of my favorite new ones what's their newest album also proper dose yeah that's a good that's a good album you know that one you know i i know the story so far i've listened to them but they're one of the bands that's i'm still working on diving completely into and and learning more about them there's i i've been better about getting into i i've i've missed a lot of the bands that have been coming out in the last uh you know five to ten years um, the the newer ones and they're one of the last ones that I have uh, have to dive into still so I'm not completely I'm familiar with them but not like I haven't sat down and listened to their whole catalog of music yet so um, neck, the older neck deep we like to so uh, you're not a fan of of new neck deep because I think the new record sounds great uh like i only listened to it a couple times the singles couple of the singles really threw me off um i just yeah i don't know i find the like the life's not out to get you album like way better or even mm-hmm. what's the what was the previous one to this one called uh is it happy judgment day or is that the song i th- <laughs> oh anyway, my gosh happy- i'm blanking i'm blanking too and i don't know I'm why i am because I've listened to that album so many times I can't even tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I don't want to get it wrong either. Um, I know that's definitely a song. The album might be called something. Yeah, I can't remember if the song had a had a uh, title track. Oh, it's The Peace and the Panic. That's what it is. I knew Panic was in the title. I just yeah. couldn't remember um, uh, what the... Uh, there's it's funny um there's something about records with the name panic in them that i just end up loving like i was just listening to uh don't panic by all time low yesterday and that's one of my favorite records of all time and so is neck deeps the peace and the panic there's just something about panic yeah. <laughs> albums a deep-rooted psychological thing there <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know I'm, I'm probably just diving and thinking a little too deep on that one yeah. um but big I the disco fan then. What's that? Big Panic at the disco fan then. I I like Panic. Not I don't go. Oh my god. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, I I do like Panic at the disco. I, it's more or less. I truly appreciate the Beast 
that Brendan Urie is. He's oh, yeah, just, he's not human. There's, there's yeah. just, I don't know what he is. I think he's an he's alien. He's a reptilian, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a reptilian. Yeah, yeah, something, because that guy can can just do anything that gets thrown at him. He can just keep reinventing himself. And I'm so uh, fascinated with that and just look up to that guy just for that alone. So Yeah, oh yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, just just bursting, bursting with talent. Are you are you guys Panic at the Disco fans? Really. By some same boat as you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just um, if we're talking about bands from that era, not one that I would like pick out and just listen to over and over again. But you know, they're they're amazing still to this day, in my opinion. So um, just with the the amount of talent that uh that brendan has um but getting back to we were talking about neck deep though and the peace and the panic i feel like peace and the panic um it it's it was an amazing record but i feel like it still wasn't necessarily their own sound i feel like they still sounded like maybe some other bands in the scene and i feel like with the newest album i feel yeah. like they they've kind of maybe found their own um their own sound yeah i mean i wasn't super like knocking the new album or anything like that mm -hmm. um, i just think like it's getting like the average song is just getting more poppy i guess and i, I kind of find like his voice sometimes it sounds better when it's more like a driving distortion song as mm -hmm. opposed to more of the pop the poppier pop punk that they're coming out with now i gotcha i i think i get what you're saying yeah um but yeah, if if you haven't uh, listened to All Distortions Are uh, Intentional, I would uh, highly suggest giving that a listen to anyone that's that's listening to this right now and and haven't completely committed to um, you know diving into that record. It's it's definitely worth it. So even though my my dog in in the background completely disagrees with me right now. <laughs> um. So if you guys could form a pop punk super group, who would be in it? And it can be anybody, anybody you want, literally. It do, and they don't even have to be like from the genre, like literally. Okay. We're just going to make them play pop punk. Once You're just going to make, yeah. Like, let's say you've always wondered, I wonder what it would sound like if Dave Grohl put out a pop punk record or Thank we can all beethoven right <laughs> i mean we can resurrect people from the dead too if you want okay. i yeah, mean um okay wow this might be too tough of a question but i was curious assuming drummer we would still go with travis barker got to you can't not you can't yeah guys too much of a beast not to go with them uh god singer. all right so we got travis on drums who's um, who's uh who's on guitar do i get to be replaced with someone far more talented than myself oh, i don't think we're in it oh we're not in we're it. not in okay. it right? i mean <laughs> you I'm could be i suppose you could be it's actually just us two <laughs> we just, and we're playing all the instruments we just name ourselves <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it already exists the midnight <laughs> echo yeah. the midnight echo <laughs> just the worst people <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. Um, okay, we got Travis okay, Barker. Focus here. 
Uh, base. Who's really good at base? Joe Principe from Rise is nasty. Yeah, he's really guy good. from 1975, I say. Yeah, you like Rise Against? Yes. Yeah, they're from Chicago, so how oh, can wow. I not? There you go. Should have <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, – Joe Principe is unreal at base. Um, can't even think of the guy's name from 1975. I don't know his name offhand. What about 1975? You like them? Um, I know only really? just like some of the, the singles, you yeah. know, uh, the earlier singles, not so much the, the newer stuff, um, mainly because the, uh, radio station I work for, they used to play a lot of their earlier singles. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of familiar with, uh, like chocolate yeah. and those, <laughs> those songs, yeah. um, but they've got some age on them. So. Yeah, I, I got to look up. Is this embarrassing? I don't know his name. <laughs> I do know his name. You have no idea what his name is. <laughs> it's uh, cool, man. It happens. Yeah. When you get put on the spot, you you forget oh, people's yeah, names and, like, album names and all that. Like we just did earlier with Neck Deep. Yeah, yes, literally. Standard. His name is yeah. Ross McDonald. Okay. I knew his name was Ross. I didn't know his last name. I'll be honest. But yeah, he... He is unbelievable at bass. Like some okay. of the stuff he plays, I don't even know how he creates it. <laughs> it's so like he's playing his own song. But he's slapping Nebraska. I'm gonna have to. Li- I'm gonna listen to the 1975 now just to listen to the bass. We'll yeah. send you some uh, some of the really good ones after. But um, okay, so we got the drummer and bass. We gotta go to Chicago. You can't not put Tim Milkerath at the front. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, and more uh, right. like obviously they're not pop punk, but they're not far from it. Yeah, they've got the punk rock roots, you know. They always give me like really like adult pop punk vibes, <laughs> if that makes sense. I was going kitty pop punk with Good Charlotte. Rise Against is like it's really serious pop punk. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's more. Yeah, yeah, it's got a more serious tone to it. Um, yeah, and, and Good Charlotte is more like a party kind of, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. let's let's have a have a good time so kind of vibe. Is he just singing or is he playing guitar? He's probably gonna play guitar too. Okay, and then we need one more guitar player. Then. Or you could just add like five guitarists. You know, no, we're gonna have a quartet <laughs> of guitarists. <laughs> um, damn, fuck Tom Long is there. Yeah, I guess Tom DeLong. Oh, he's our favorite. So I was gonna say, if you guys, if you guys didn't put Tom DeLong in there, I was gonna be very surprised just because of how much the Midnight Echo has an influence of Angels and Airwaves. I mean, yeah, that's probably why we purposely left him till the end. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, seriously, Um, I think. I think uh, Angels and Airwaves is such a great accomplishment of Tom DeLonge. And in fact, I mean, not that he did all the work on his own, but if, um, you know, aside from Blink-182, I mean, it it's, and some could argue that it's an even greater accomplishment than Blink, you know, um, just because it's so hard to come from a band like Blink-182 and then actually make another band, you Richard. know, 
to come out of it that everyone knows. Like, everyone knows who Angels and Airwaves is, just like everyone knows who Blink is. I mean, that's really hard to do. Well known for very different sort of things too, right? Yeah. And uh, and a lot of uh, uh, other projects that well-known artists do, they don't always go so well. Um, they're sure. not well-received, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, okay. Angels and Airwaves is is so different from, from Blink. Although so, there are the uh, salty old Blink fans about that still. <laughs> it's pretty hard to go on a Blink post on Facebook or something. Or even I, if Tom posts something, it's just people bitching. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I see some brutal shit too. Um, it's toxic as hell. <laughs> so, so what are are you, so what do you guys have to say on, on that topic then? On Tom leaving? Yeah, the whole what happened. Just the whole thing now. Yeah. And, uh, uh, they were definitely much better with him. Um, I don't like to shred my favorite bands or anything, no. but. Um, <laughs> They de- they've come out with some good songs, but I mean, on, for the most part, like it was 10 times better when Tom was in the band. I also think it's really hard to get rid of a three-piece band where you get rid of like one of the main singers and try to bring somebody else in. Like I know Matt Skiba, who replaced them, like takes a lot of flack, which probably isn't really that deserved because it's not his fault. But um, yeah, it has definitely gone downhill. And I don't know what happened there's so many different stories about whether he got kicked out or he left people still think he's going to come back at some point i don't know i do find it really weird that they on their tours they don't play any new songs other than bored to death um i was watching because i i still actually have not seen blink live but i was watching um one of their live concerts and they did play some other songs from california besides bored to death um they played like i think they played los angeles which is one of my favorite songs um i can't remember what else they played um but they definitely played a couple besides bored to death so um Shut me right down, eh? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. From the the one, I mean, you can't, you can't watch every single live performance, yeah. you know. I mean, unless you just don't have a job and you don't have a life and you just sit around and watch every single performance of Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, you know, that's a whole job in itself, right yeah, there. Sure. Except for right yeah. now, because there's no shows going on. But they regardless, shows. The way I look at it is. Um, you know, there, there wasn't a, a good, um, cohesive kind of like one direction relationship I felt like between the three with Tom and the band towards, towards the end. And so I feel like first, sorry, are you talking the, the first time it happened or the second time? No, I'm talking about the second okay. go around. Yeah. yeah. It just seemed to be. You know, they, they weren't working well together. Yeah. And I feel like for what it was worth, having someone else step in was probably their best option for for continuing, you know. Yeah, I, well, I don't think he could. I know, either, yeah, right? Tom, like, he was still doing Angels and Airwaves when they came, like, Blink came back. And then he has, like, a million other art projects. 
and then you could go off on this tangent but all the alien stuff so right super crazy busy so i'm not surprised that the other two guys who basically just wanted to do blink didn't or felt like he wasn't fully committed right exactly like a little crap on um the neighborhoods album but like that's one of our favorite albums ever you know i haven't listened to that in so long just because yeah. i remember yeah. when i listened to it i didn't like it but now being much older i would probably like it better <clears throat> than um than i, I did like when I was no matter younger. what they were going to put out at that point people were going to hate it <laughs> well that's the thing even if tom let's say tom stayed in blink okay uh 20 it's 2020 He's in Blink-182. They're putting out new music with Tom. There's still a very good chance people are not going to like it. Oh, for sure. No, for sure, yeah. I mean, so I, what does it matter if, if Tom's in or not? You're most likely still going to bitch that, oh, this doesn't sound like the Blink that I grew up on. And, oh, you yeah. know, all I, that. I hate that phrase, but... Yeah, it, you it know, so many these fifty-year-old men aren't writing the same songs they did when they were eighteen. <laughs> right, they they would be, you know, they'd be shooting their brains out. Um, it, it'd be weird, yeah. <laughs> it'd be very weird, <laughs> right? So you know, anyway, um, we, we could we could talk about. There's my <laughs> there's my dog's two cents once again. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so dichotomy once again. Let's uh, let's try to dive back into that you know dichotomy's been out for what three has it been three months four months four months a little over four months and so looking back just in the last four months what are your favorite songs about dichotomy or or when you listen to it what how how do you look at it now versus when it came out just in just in that four month span um I think both of us, like we both like Paris and 39 the best. Um, it's weird because I mean, usually you'd get to play these out and sort of jam them and rehearse and all that. And we've sort of been deprived of that. But uh, like we were planning on going on a bunch of tours, like they were already set up kind of and everything for 2020. So it is weird because I think maybe our opinions will change once we go play them live they always and do. how we feel about how it sounds live and what everybody's reaction is but just from the recording uh paris and 39 is my favorite um that definitely qualifies the most pop punk as well but yeah i mean how to escape reality is pretty pop punk i suppose yeah um and then yeah i i really like fever dreams too but that's more of a like a deep track that one's definitely not pop punk (laughs) that's that's the the closing song right yeah that's the last song i really liked that song now that you bring that up, um, uh, aside from Paris and 39, I, um, I really enjoyed Fever Dreams as well. So it was, um, it was a nice way to close out the EP, I thought. Brought a different vibe than the other ones I've been going for, definitely. Yeah, they all kind of have their, their own um, story. Obviously, they have their own story. Um, but they all have their own vibe. sound. Yeah, their own yeah. vibe. There you go. Yeah. The, 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 the word that all the cool kids use, right? Vibe. <laughs> it's vibing with me, you know? <laughs> it was kind of weird. Like, we're just trying to fit in. We had like probably seven or, seven or eight demos, I think. Um, and then we ended up choosing these five. 
And then I remember just being like, and these sounds or these songs all sound way different from each other. Still sounds like the Midnight Echo, but they're completely on different ends of the spectrum. Now, I know you are Midnight Echo is currently looking for a new, just one new member or two? Two right now. <laughs> so did you, did you, was this whole EP just you two or did you have other members in, in the, the mix when this was recorded? Uh, it was written by us two entirely. And then when we went in to actually record it in the studio, um, the producer had, he has a guy that does a drum tracking whenever they need it. So he actually, he worked on it with us. So we will definitely take the credit from him because he had a large part in it. But yeah, the drum tech that they had played on it and worked through all the drum parts and he, he did a really good job. So that gelled really nice. So what's the, the drum search, the drummer search been like for you guys thus far, <laughs> especially in a pandemic? Holy cow. You like a hammer and just hit it off your hand repeatedly. <laughs> like that. It's, uh, it has been like we've been in and out of drummers for like three years. One person comes in, then they're out for one reason or another. Then we got another tour show, so we get someone else. And uh, yeah, it has been super difficult to find someone he wants to tour. <laughs> That's the yeah. main thing. A lot of people say they want to tour. And then when you go, okay, we're going to tour these dates and we have all these shows, they kind of go, they realize how many, um, how many reasons they have that they can't leave home. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of sucks. It's frustrating <laughs> as hell. And I, ha I got to imagine I've never toured in Canada, but I have to imagine it's harder than touring the U.S. because aren't your all your major cities so far apart? That does. Yeah, definitely so add some difficulties. Like we're from yeah. Toronto area, so around here, uh, like there's like 37 million people in Canada, and I think there's 10 million people like just where we live. Oh so as soon as you start driving north uh, from our area, there's like a couple smaller cities, and then like Northern Ontario is just, there's nothing. <laughs> You're just driving for like 20 hours until you get to Winnipeg. It looks nice. There's yeah. no people to experience it. Oh, uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we have toured the States, um, I think in 2017 and 18. Oh, okay, cool. The first one we did, we went down to North Carolina and then back up through all the Eastern States. And then the second one, we went down to Florida and back. Oh, okay, so you went pretty damn far. Yeah, we've been to Chicago to like uh, visit, but we never played there. Okay, so what's your impression of Chicago? And you, I won't be offended. <laughs> really cool. It was Just being a visitor and doing all the touristy stuff. Like that was, it's a great time for that. I know there's some issues there, obviously, <laughs> but we didn't venture too far off the main. Uh, <laughs> Every every city's got their absolutely. It, yeah. it was February, so it was freezing. But uh, we went to a Blackhawks game. Those are awesome. Uh, that was of course. Really, that was yeah, really cool. Awesome. Um, what else did you do? Bunch of random crap. I've been to White Sox. Two White <laughs> oh, Sox yeah, been games. I've been there a few times. We went to the observatory. We were really high. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. yeah. You're you're talking like going into the the willis tower is that what you're talking about no no sorry the actual like the space observatory out on the, oh the observatory i'm sorry i thought you said something else um yeah the, uh, that's 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 so cool as well mm -hmm. i i uh, i haven't done that in a really long time 
I'm glad uh, you brought that up because that's something I'm going to see if I can do soon. I don't know if it's, I don't know what the COVID restrictions are right now for yeah. it, but uh, that would be cool yeah. to go there um, again. Well, February day in Chicago, that was a nice, uh, nice indoor activity. <laughs> nice. What was, so touring through the U.S., what was one of your favorite spots? Favorite spot. Or, fa you know, favorite states. Atlantic um, City was fun. Yeah. That was a good uh, time. We went there twice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Atlantic City was cool. Um lost some money there. <laughs> <laughs> Most do. Yeah. Fair, one fair. of our best shows was um was it Harrisburg? Pencil yeah, yeah. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um it's a smaller town, but yeah, that there was like a festival that we played there. Um and that was an amazing spot. Um or else was cool. Oh, one of our shows got canceled when we were down. Where was that? down south somewhere anyway and we ended up just taking three days and oh. it was uh, spring break in florida so we went to daytona for a few days oh nice <laughs> so yeah we were we were supposed to play this out show in florida uh -huh. and uh right, yeah. it was like two days before and our show prior where were we alabama or something were we in memphis yeah we were in memphis and then, like, we were on the way to Florida. Our next show was in Florida. We had, and it got canceled because it was a house party or a house show, and they had bed bugs. Oh, <laughs> damn. So oh, like, that's some serious shit. Have any shows? And we were like, okay. So we were like, screw it. We're already down here. Let's just go to Daytona Beach for three days. <laughs> well, so, hey, at least you knew that and not gone yeah. to that show and bring bed bugs into your van. That was that would have no no bueno man that's no good <laughs> uh, my uh i've had some family friends go through some crazy bed bug shit so yeah you uh <laughs> you escaped that one man <laughs> yeah so <laughs> awesome well um we're about out of time anything else you guys want to touch on about dichotomy or anything midnight echo related i mean obviously you're still on the hunt for a drummer so if you're an amazing drummer you want to work with an amazing band midnight echo i mean come on you know they're they're they need you um but besides that i mean what else is happening what else is happening not much with the <laughs> pandemic but uh, usually we'd be super busy yeah. but um uh yeah so i don't know i think we're gonna go record some new music because we can't tour um, I know we're talking about the music we just did, but right. it's good to have stuff in your back pocket. We'll probably release it early next year. Awesome. But, um, other than that, just sitting here waiting for this to blow over, hopefully, at least here in Canada. Um, obviously, every country's got a different situation, but uh, right. I don't know. I'm. We'll, we'll see what happens in the fall. Yeah. Hopefully, mm -hmm. we can tour and get awesome. to Chicago. Yeah, I mean, let me know. Um, we can uh, we can hang out and we could do another episode or or uh, whatever. We can go out for some Chicago pizza. So we had that. That's that right at the top, I think. Actually, what's that? The deep dish. We had that twice. You did. We had the so, deep dish twice. Do you, do you remember where yeah, it was from? Mm, uh, no. a pizza place okay <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well at least you know at least you got your uh your chicago style pizza on when you were in chicago that's very very important so 100%, yeah good good 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for for uh, you know hanging out tonight. I really appreciate it. This was this was fun. I learned a lot about you guys, and now uh, when I listen to Paris in '39, I'm gonna know where that title comes from yeah, and i'm also going to think about harrison ford yeah okay. so That's what we wanted that really. should have been the single artwork just his head yeah. <laughs> in a very creepy eerie <laughs> yeah. looking way every song uh, called get off my plane <laughs> <laughs> oh man now i want to watch air force one <laughs> yeah. oh that's such a great movie i think it was on netflix um or maybe it's on netflix now i haven't seen that in forever but used to watch that all the time when it was on TV. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Joel and Tyler, uh, the Midnight Echo, thank you for being here tonight, and thank you, everyone, that watched. Uh, make sure you check out uh, their latest EP, Dichotomy. It is available everywhere online. Um, also, your uh, why, why don't we uh, give your social media links as well? Let's throw those out there. Uh, yeah, it's just at the Midnight Echo. Super easy. Okay, so that's for Facebook and, uh, and Facebook, everything. Twitter, uh, Instagram, and then our uh, our website's just themidnightecho.com. Perfect. That makes it so much easy. Yeah. Easier than, than having three million different handles and yeah, things yeah. like that. So <laughs> we still awesome. have to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your pizza. And uh, yeah, let me know when you're in Chicago. Just Just hit me up. Sounds good. So after I finished talking to Tyler and Joel of the Midnight Echo, I went for a nice sunset walk and I put on Dichotomy, their latest EP once again. And it was just the perfect way to end my night. And it was just, it's soothing music, in, in my opinion. It's, it's open, it's airy. It's not only soothing, but it kind of satisfies that taste for wanting something that's kind of catchy as well. That, this is just all my personal opinion. But anyway, thank you to Tyler and Joel once again for being on the podcast today. I'm Jacques Lamore. Thank you for being here on Pop Punk and Pizza. I know there's so many other, as I always say, there's so many other podcasts that you can be listening to right now. And the fact that you chose this one means the world to me. If you can, buy something for our, from our merch store to support the podcast, bangerangradio.com forward slash merch. We have Pop Punk and Pizza Ruined My Life and Pop Punk and Pizza Saved My Life shirts, as well as t-shirts with just the Pop Punk and Pizza logo on them. We have face masks to keep you safe during the pandemic. There's coffee mugs as well. Just make sure that whatever you buy, you use that promo code, Pop Punk. Use promo code Pop Punk to get $2 off your order. Thank you uh, in advance for that. If you don't want to buy something, but you still want to support the podcast, you can send uh, any kind of tip, whether it's just a couple bucks or whatever uh, it is you want to donate to our PayPal account, which is paypal.me forward slash poppunkpizzapod. Please drop us a nice rating and review on uh, wherever it is, whatever platform it is that you listen to this podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., and you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. I'm on Twitter 
at On Air with JL, and on Facebook, of course, too, if you just search Jacques Lamour, I'll pop up on Facebook as well. I think I'm the only Jacques Lamour. I know I'm not the only Jacques, but uh, I am the only Jacques Lamour, I'm pretty sure. Next week's episode, I am getting super pumped for. I'm going to be talking to Vinny Ferrello, or Fiorello. I always mess up his last name, but I think it's Ferrello, the original drummer and one of the founding members of Less Than Jake out of Gainesville, Florida. He is going to be on the podcast to tell us what he's been up to since he left Less Than Jake. I think it's been almost two years since he left the band. If it hasn't been two years, it's been close to two years. If you don't follow Vinny on social media, you might have missed this, but he's got a new project underway, a new music project called The Inevitables. And we're going to be talking about that and also talk about what he's been doing up until the announcement of The Inevitables, what uh, what he's been doing since he left Less Than Jake. So I'm really excited to talk to Vinny. He's definitely one of my musical heroes for sure, someone I've always looked up to. If you've listened to Pop Punk and Pizza before, you know how much I love Less Than Jake. So getting to talk to Vinny about Less Than Jake and The Inevitables is just going to be fantastic. So if you happen, by the way, if you happen to have any questions for Vinny, make sure you let me know before this coming Monday, August 24th, because that's when I'm recording with him. I'm not sure when the episode's going to drop yet, but it is going to be next week. But I'm I'm for sure recording with him Monday afternoon on August 24th. So if you have any questions that you want me to ask Benny, make sure you hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at PopPunkPizzaPod, and I will make sure to ask him that question. So that's what's coming your way next week. I'll talk to you then. Have a good one. Hey, hello. It's nice to